Hey everybody and welcome back to Nerd to the Third. Today is the special episode of Game of the Year. Today we're going to be talking about all our games of the year. And to help me out we have our host, me, Nick, Nate, yep, and Coach. My friends call me Coach. Thank you. Thank you so much. Alright, so I mean this is this is the one everybody's been looking forward to. Everyone. I mean everyone? Nuns, Catholics, Muslims, Baptists. Baptists. Of Don't course. forget the Jews. That yep, <laughs> forget, yep. Can't forget the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I saved them for last because they're they're the most precious. Yes. Oh great. Now I just oh no. Now I just de importantized everybody else. Mm. That is totally a fucking word. <laughs> Deimportantized. Any holzers. All right. So the way we're going to be doing it today, uh, we're going to go by different categories, and nice then we're going to give our what? You said the way we're going to be doing it, and I said nice and slow. Yeah. Okay. Take two. <laughs> so the way we're going to be doing it today is we're going to have all our different categories. We're going to give our our personal nominations for it, and then we're going to have a discussion as the three of us and try to decide what we think should be the official TX three, you know, not or award award winner winner <laughs> winner winner chicken dinner. Alright, so today we're going to be starting off with Best Action Adventure. So our nominations are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I almost want to say Colossus, (laughs) Um, God of War, and uh, we have an honorable mention, which is Just Cause 4. It's an honorable mention because it isn't quite out yet, but... We know it's going to be a pretty good best action adventure. So that's an honorable mention. All right. So out of these categories, what are we leaning towards? Let's go with Coach first this time. Um, Totally biased opinion would go to God of War. Yeah. Uh, You know, but I think the second one for me uh, would be Uh, Mm Spider-Man. Mainly because I think that they do things a little bit differently than most other of these other games. Because Assassin's Creed Odyssey is still more Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, you know, Red Dead Redemption, if you played a, uh, you know, a Rockstar game, you've kind of played Red Dead in terms of its gunplay and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and then we haven't played Just Cause 4 yet. So, and the Shadow of the Tomb Raider is more Tomb Raider. So if you're into that, you know what it's all about. True. Uh but I think for me, I think I think I'm gonna go with God of War. Uh, I think the axe uh, mechanic is just too much to pass up on. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nate, what's your what's your argument? What's your choice? You think for action adventure? I think my top pick is gonna be Spider Man. Okay. Uh, simply because I feel like it nails exactly what an action adventure should be. You've okay. got your platforming so to speak in terms of your swinging mm-hmm. um you also have great mission structure kind of just let you freak to kind of do you know whatever you want kind of everything that an action adventure i look for in um and it's just pure fun there's not really very much minutia apart from the crimes the crimes mm-hmm. are kind of textbook minutia but um if i had to pick a second one it probably would be shadow of the tomb raider because i feel like it's got action, but I feel like what it 
its merit in terms of this category would be adventure because Shadow of the Tomb Raider, like the other ones, um, but I feel like maybe more so here because they've kind of refined over the, the past things they've done with the previous two games. Mm-hmm. They reward you for discovering new languages, for actually like wanting to look for these little collectibles to, you know... Whereas instead of the drive of, I got to collect these collectibles to get this trophy or to get this check mark, like I actually want to pick up these and read Laura's notes or the notes that mm-hmm. are written on this notebook or something like that. Like I actually want to see the additional things that um, Idos Montreal did, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I want to see what they put into the game. So I feel like an adventure and, of course, all the climbing that you do. Jesus Christ, all the rock climbing. Yeah. So, so it's definitely adventure in that sense. But, um, Mm -hmm. I, while I do agree, you know, with the pick for God of war for me personally, I see that more of as a narrative experience. I, the action is great. I guess an action is, is where it would really shine at that. But uh, Mm -hmm. to me, my pick definitely would be Spider-Man or shadow of the tomb Raider. I could go either, either way on that one. Okay. So I'm going to be the tiebreaker here because, I mean, my two choices obviously are going to be God of War and Spider-Man. I feel like all the other ones are just, you know, pity nominations. <laughs> I yes, also do. we made this list, but it's still pity. <laughs> I also do want to point out that I feel like God of War is going to win a lot of awards. Oh, so it doesn't deserve this one. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I think someone needs, I think someone needs a saving grace. Okay. Okay. Well, let, it's an action adventure. This is definitely an adventure. It's you know something you could see as like a folklore, like they're around a campfire talking about this adventure. Action. It has plenty of action and everything. Uh, Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man's a good like open world kind of game, and it definitely has plenty of action, and it is an adventure if you want to go along the main storyline. But I feel like there's enough pulling you away. Not that God of War doesn't have things pulling you away, but because of the expansiveness of the world, there's just so many distractions in Spider Man. Whereas God of War, you it's, you're just able to keep yourself in the story a little bit more and therefore go on the adventure but yeah i think when it really comes down to like best action adventure like i feel like god of war needs to have this one i mean all the other ones you could make just as good as an argument which like i said spider-man's really the only other one that (laughs) is really on the list um but best action adventure is just it's it entails that a lot more than i think some of some of the other ones so i'm gonna have to go for god of war Hmm. yeah i mean i I don't know i I always include action adventure also with story Mm -hmm. um you know because otherwise you do get a just cause type game where you're just kind of mindlessly doing stuff yeah um you know so i that's kind of what made my decision was if God of War's story wasn't as good, uh, I don't think, you know, I think it would have been an easy Spider-Man victory here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it is part of the narrative that really pulls you through it and therefore just feels like an adventure. You know, like, I, I don't want to keep harping on that, but really that's what it is. It feels like an adventure. It feels like you and your son off on adventure, da, 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 finding each other and how to love. Da, da. 
And Although it, I will say that both of them have the best superhero fights ever. Right, right. I mean, the, oh, we, oh my god! The first fight you have with a stranger is the most epic video game battle yeah. I've ever had. Um, and then in Spider-Man, I really thought the fight between uh, hold on, I don't think Nick, Nick's beating it. I don't know which one, I don't know which one you're gonna say. Are you gonna say the one at the end? No, not the one at the very end. Okay. Uh, it's definitely whenever the the Sinister Six comes in. Um, I'm trying to remember what their names are. Holy crap! Uh, what, what are you talking about? Like the characters, Sinister Six? Yeah, Scorpion, Scorpion, Rhino, Rhino Electro, Electro. Um, oh my god! I can't Vulture. Like my my mind Octopus, just totally Octopus. Blank. The one where you have Vulture and the other character. Who's the other character you fought? It was Vulture and Are you ta- are you talking about that the the raft part? Or are you talking about like the the actual battles that you had to do? The actual battles. Oh, okay. So you're talking about Vulture and Electro. Yeah, the the yeah. two on one battle. That one okay, yeah, that, that one good. was a really good fight for me as well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I will say, like, I'm not gonna say what it is because I mean it's it was it really is kind of special. But I agree with you, the the ending, the very ending fight the way that ending is blocked in in theater term is blocked and happening and the what and what it lets you control phenomenal like just yes. such an impactful moment like it's just like wow okay like and i agree with the arguments before of this kind of very by the number story okay i saw that happening what a punch in the gut just like oh my god like this is so cool you know, that'll be another point I'll give towards um, God of War is the artisticness of it and the fact that through the entire game, there's one camera. There's not multiple camera angles and it switches between them. It's one camera. And that choice right there, I feel like, is really keeps you in the action. So a kind of another spin since you guys are talking about this, that, that I have as far as, you know, the, the pick or whatever, one of the things that I do, I guess, is I separate the story and the action adventure nature. So like for me, and one of the ones we have on air is best narrative. I think that, you know, God of War is the highest contender for that. Just a little teaser for that, whatever. But, um, the only thing that I'm kind of fighting with right now that I'm agreeing with what you guys are saying is because, of the story of it, it makes you want to go on adventure more. It makes you want to adventure off into the different parts of the world. Um, you know, so it is kind of tough for me walking into this. I was like, oh, it's easy that it's either going to be the navigation of Shadow of the Tomb Raider or Spider-Man, but you guys are both making points that I hadn't thought about prior. Mm-hmm. By the way, my son wants in the door. <laughs> Everyone who could hear that cat. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, like, yeah, if we're, if we're going by votes, I mean, I guess at best action adventure goes to God of War. All right. All right. So next category. Next category, we have best competitive multiplayer. Uh, our nominees are Black Ops 4, H1Z1, Fortnite, PUBG, <laughs> And Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> tell us how you really feel, Sailor. <laughs> I tell you what, I want to spend 45 bucks on extra content in PUBG. That's how I feel. Oh, yeah, right. Well, I mean, let's just get this out of the way. PUBG it is a 
petty nomination. I mean, us three, I think, can all agree that we don't really like it. And but as much as we don't personally like it, it is very val. It is very much. It created this whole genre, and so as a pity slash, you know, honorable, like, hey, you know what? You do deserve to be on this list. So, you know, if well, you like it, we're not necessarily putting you personally down. We just don't really like the game. Yeah. Also, in my in my view on it is, and maybe last year this would have won Best Competitive Multiplayer because it was on such a high last year. Right, But right. this year has produced so... Rainbow Six Siege aside, even though it's been killing it, it didn't come out this year. True, yeah. There has been so much good games competitive multiplayer games that have come out this year that are just way better than PUBG in my opinion yeah yeah i mean and then when you also look at PUBG uh you get the feeling that blackout kind of replaces it as this more yep. simulation style mm-hmm. game you know um and as anybody that ever listens to shows know i don't do a whole lot of multiplayer games um mm-hmm. But I have dabbled with uh, Fortnite and H1Z1, that sort of thing, because they're free. Um, But, you know, PUBG kind of got pushed out basically by Fortnite. Um, And then Blackout now is replacing it as the more realistic. Right. You know, battle royale. So I don't. I don't know. Less cartoony one. (laughs) Yeah, the less cartoony one. So, so I feel like PUBG is. Pretty much came and gone, you know, mm-hmm. it made its impact, but not anymore. I agree with that, but I, I think one thing I, one thing I will give to PUBG is, especially for people who loved playing the, <clears throat> love playing games like Arma 3 or love playing DayZ, PUBG still does kind of scratch that itch of that type of game. I feel like out of every, out of all the other quote unquote battle royale games that we have now, PUBG is still the most true to that. Uh, and in some aspects, I feel like PUBG is more realistic, in a sense, to black uh, than Blackout. You know, because of a lot of the additive stuff that Blackout has. Where mm-hmm. PUBG, you're jumping in, you're looking for a fucking frying pan, for to use as a quote unquote shield, <laughs> and you know you're trying to like it's there's less for you to have to win the game. Whereas you jump into Blackout, let me find multiple health things and mesh mines and RC cars. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think PUBG has a check more than the others in the like realism department. But as far as what's more fun to play for me personally, yeah, no, it's not on that list. Mm-hmm. Wait, so then what's, what's fun for you to play then? What do you, I'm talking about the, I will give a win to PUBG in the sense of it being more realistic as far as oh. those kinds of games. But as, of a game that I want to play more, PUBG is not on that list. Oh, on that list. Okay. Yeah. yeah That's I what was... I was confusing about that. I'm like, oh, so we forgot something on the list? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, okay. I, was, I was just speaking more from a cosmetic look. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I gotcha. Well, not and so I much mean... the actual gameplay of it because, again, I haven't played PUBG um, nor have I played Blackout, but I'm just saying, you know, when you look at the types of games that they are, you know, Fortnite stands out, number one, because it's free, and then number two, because of the cartoony look and feel of it and some of the things that you can do in that game. Uh-huh. But then from a cosmetic standpoint, PUBG has that realistic look. 
as well as blackout. So that's all I was talking about. Was more the cosmetics, more than the actual pure frying pan gameplay. You know? I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, if if we're talking about like our actual decisions on what we're gonna choose, I would choose Blackout Four personally, or Black Ops Four. Blackout Four. <laughs> Black Ops Four is what I would choose because if you want it from a competitive multiplayer perspective, you have black ops multiplayer and the new multiplayer is arguably one of the best multiplayer and the little things that they've added like just a slightly more um time to kill which gives you that little bit extra to react rather than rather than fights basing on whoever started shooting first that little time sometimes it's just one more shot but that one more shot gives you time to react turn around or at least get to cover you know so that little it a little bit extra that it gives you can save your life and therefore you know be more competitive that and the manual healing and all the different um abilities which really make each one feel different and i mean that's great that by itself would almost win the competitive multiplayer but then you add on blackout on top of that and like there's sometimes i feel like multiplayer and there's sometimes i feel like blackout and being able to have both in the same game and just be able to swap over to it is personally why it's my choice for best competitive multiplayer yeah i i 100% agree um before i before i say my pick i do want to kind of just Bring up a couple things about some of the other nominees. H1Z1, from what I played, especially with you and then by myself, mm. I liked. It was cool, I guess. To me, it kind of feels like I get the... Produ- the um, What's the word I'm looking for? Discount? No, it feels PUBG. like... Well, no, it feels like PUBG and Fortnite had a baby. That's how the gameplay feels. Yeah. It okay, feels like I it has. I can see what you mean. It has like a PUBG aesthetic, but it mm-hmm. kind of plays more casual, like Fortnite does. Okay, I can see that. So you know, that's kind of H one Z one is one of those that I can't find anything else to play. Let me play a match of this, and you know, it's it's fine. I, I do. I think that it's a contender for game of the year, or for I'm sorry for best multiplayer. I think it deserves to be on the list because yeah, you know there's definitely you know there's I think they're because it's kind of the same thing with Fortnite. It's free. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, why not play it more and more? And then, of course, Rainbow Six Siege. It's not my personal type of game. I've played Siege. It's mm-hmm. cool. I'm not a sweaty bro shooter. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm not, I'm not a sweaty boy. Um, so, the tact, the high degree of tactile, tacticality, yeah, tacticality in the game kind of turns me off a little bit. Um, so it's not my personal one, but it definitely is still going strong. It's still yeah, breathing. I mean, the game came out in 2015. Right. And it's like still one of the games that's on top. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those that I think Overwatch and it are kind of fighting for fighting for the same kind of space. Um, but for me, I have to agree that Black Ops 4 would definitely be my pick. Just in it just in like the examples you gave of the difference of what you can do you can play blackout or you can play multiplayer 
you know, yeah. I and play- I didn't bring up zombies because that's not technically multiplayer, but correct. It also has that. <laughs> yeah, like I mostly want to play multiplayer because that's what I've always played Call of Duty for. So right. you know, it'll take me a little bit of time to wean into playing more Blackout, but it's it's also one of those. <gasps> Did that- I tell you I got my first victory? No, you didn't. Yeah, oh, I was like so, and it wasn't like it wasn't one of those like pussy. Um, victories where I just hid the whole time. I did, but I also got like... <laughs> I I mean, I did, but I also got like four kills. So it wasn't like I was a slayer, but at the same time, when it came down to the last circle, I was doing good. You know, yeah. whereas like my very first Fortnite victory was I happened to shoot the guy right as he killed the last guy. Like, so it didn't feel like I earned it. It was just like, oh, I won. Like, I was more confused with it than I was, like, happy. Whereas this one felt like an earned victory because I got four kills. The one Fortnite victory I had, that was literally the only kill I got for the entire freaking match. So it didn't feel earned. I was more confused than anything. So, yeah, like, yeah, I got my first win. I was like, yay. Yeah, and I think something that we need to bring up with Call of Duty in general is the fact of it it it's dominating the zeitgeist right now, especially yeah. when it comes to multiplayer. Like it's mm-hmm. like you have a lot, like how many people are on Facebook live right now or on Facebook gaming playing blackout mm-hmm. a lot, you know, and yeah. you have call of duty guys who I've followed for years since like 2009, since, since YouTube started. Well, I mean, shortly after YouTube started anyway, but they've jumped to blackout immediately. They're like, you know, oh, I've played enough multiplayer. Let's let's do blackout, and then they've become blackout players. So blackout is becoming a phenomenon, and it's becoming what Treyarch and what Activision wanted, which I think is super awesome. And honestly, yeah. just to be contrarian, let's take some limelight away from Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just, mean, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I will say Fortnite's doing good too. We talked about this on the last episode of of uh, Nerd to the Third of how. PUBG's stupid decision to make licensed skins that are 45 bucks for two skins and then Fortnite's decision to make a $15 skin that is basically 32 skins. yeah 32 <laughs> yeah, skins that 30 you can customize yeah. and then you have great stories like um, I forgot what the name of the player was that got killed with his own jersey like Patrick this past Mahomes. week oh, Patrick really? Mahomes yeah Patrick Mahomes he was playing Fortnite and got killed by someone wearing his number in his jersey that's awesome. And so that breeds a lot. Like it's Fortnite deserves to have seeped into the entertainment realm as much as it has because it's doing a lot of really good things. And they're also doing a really, a lot of really cool things with the changes of their seasons. Yeah. And I think that that's, and we're definitely seeing the effect of that model, the seasons model and things like that transferring over into other things. I mean, Call of Duty has that. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty has that now. That's the way that their black market is, is they've got weekly, challenges i i think yeah i know what you mean yeah, yeah. so all right but yeah. so we're we're 30 minutes in <laughs> we're only two categories so coach i mean we already have two votes for black ops but i do want to see if you gun to your head which one would you choose if it's like I, you have to play this today what would you choose i would choose black ops yeah yeah uh, i think it has uh, um more variation as a game itself Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, like like you mentioned, you know, sometimes you just want to do capture the flag or, you know, some type of team, whatever. Yeah. And then you also want to just go in and battle royale and that sort of thing. 
Yeah. Um, so if I have my choice, like the only thing that makes Fortnite super appealing for me is the fact that it's free and me right. not being that first person shooter guy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's what I would go with. And, but you know, if I was like, Hey, I get to pick one of these two games and they're priced the same, whether they cost 10 bucks or both 60 bucks or both free, I would go black ops four. Cause I feel like I would be getting more for my money. All righty. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so the winner for our best competitive multiplayer by a, a unanimous vote is Black Ops 4. I wish I had, like, like clapping. You know, you know what I, I wish? I wish I would have gone to Staples and bought a easy button because uh, I feel like that would have been That was easy. <laughs> All right, so our next um, category is... Best Narrative. And the games we have nominated for that are God of War, Spider-Man, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Detroit Become Human. <laughs> you just had to have... <laughs> he's like he's like a Ron Burgundy. Why'd you do that to him? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, I mean, hey, you put, it on the, you put it on the document, okay? I'm going to read it as it's Yeah, written. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> um... I I feel like this might be a throwaway because, I mean, God of War. <laughs> yeah, God of War. I mean, so, although Spider Man does have a very good narrative, but I mean, okay. So here's the here's the here's the pitch I'm gonna make. Uh huh. I'm gonna leave my what my decision is at the end. First off, I want to start off with Shadow of the Tomb Raiders on here. I put this on the list. I think it is okay being on the list, but I definitely don't think out of these on that are on here, it, it, it wins. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to give it a shout out because it's a, it's done something in a story that I haven't seen in a while, especially in a Tomb Raider game, Mm -hmm. because Tomb Raider games, let's go back to the very beginning. You're always the archeological superhero. I can do no wrong. I'm, you know, but in this game, within the first 30 minutes of the game, you as a player and you as you play you as a player and you playing as the character make this decision to to take this thing to stop who who was the quote unquote bad guy. I said quote unquote a lot in a lot in this so far. Who is the bad guy? Mm-hmm. And the bad guy says to your face, Did you literally just do that? That is way worse than anything we could have done. You have started the apocalypse. Yep. yep. And then just the look on your face and probably the look on your actual face is like don't but assume thought, my face muscles. But I thought I was doing the right thing. So I right. mean, it, and so far the story I think is better than Rise. I mm-hmm. thought the story of Rise was kind of cool, but this one is definitely more. I'm more following it than than the first one. Um, but I, I wanted to give it a shout out. Now, I feel like God of War, yes, is an easy is an easy pick. Yep. But I also feel like Detroit. A on top of being a quantic, excuse me, quantic dream game, quantic dream, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it was interesting what they decided to do with that story. Yeah. To make it a pro rights active activist story about AI, but tell it from several different directions, and you play all those different directions. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm really in between a rock and a hard place on this one. Well, I mean. The big thing that made Detroit very interesting was all the different paths and how many different stories you had. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that sort of thing. So it definitely needs to be nominated just from that aspect and the technical achievement that they had with it. Oh, yeah, right. But the story itself, sometimes it got kind of nonsensical. Uh, Wait, different Sonic aspects. Dreams? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. They, they, they really go over the edge sometimes, does that David Cage. Um, but... You know, when it when it comes down to what really stuck with me, what game did I play back through again just for the story? Mm-hmm. God of War. I yeah. mean, uh, Detroit. I played through. I didn't play through the whole thing, but I went through the different, uh, you know, the different branching paths or whatever, just to see how the other ones turned out and what uh, different alternate endings or whatever. Um, and I haven't hundred percented it yet, but you know, I've definitely went back to it every now and again. Um, but I I constantly think about the impact that God of War had, and also because I'm a big God of War fan. But right, the story itself is just so emotional and so uh, touching, and uh, you know I can't wait to see what they do for the next one. That's yes. where I'm at. Spider Man yeah. was a good story in the same way that Avengers is a good story. Yeah, that's know? a good like, point. Yeah. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it's it's a great story, but does it have the same impact that you know other games have had? No, it doesn't have any impact. It's just a good story. Yeah, and Spider Man, I think, was a great Spider Man story. I definitely don't think it was the best. Yeah. Um, but to kind of go on what you were saying about God of War, I agree. I do agree. And you know, God of War, I, I think it's going to be another unanimous vote mm-hmm. of of it of it being the pick, but. God of War, you're right, does do so much right. And if anyone's listened to, um, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday's episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily, the host they had, John Phipps, he's from a, what's the show? Like some, I can't remember what his show is, I'm sorry. But he had something that was very interesting. They're talking about favorite PlayStation moments. And one of his was some, was one that was completely his that I hadn't heard before. And it is the very beginning of God of War when he is going to chop down the tree, but sees the axe that, sorry, sees the handprint on the tree. And John Phipps, he was a Marine. And so he was like, that resonated with me so much because I could see the pain on his face, the way that they were able yeah. to draw and like animate his face i saw the pain and i saw the memories and everything that he experienced over the years in the games and in his life that resonated with me so much and so yeah god of war it's truly a a masterpiece i think i think that now with red dead redemption 2 coming out it's really hard for gamers as a whole as a community to pick what is the bigger artistic masterpiece Right. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man definitely deserves, you know, praise for just being a good game and all these other things. But as far as narrative, I, yeah, I think we're all in agreement that it's a good narrative, but it's just, you know, it's just another one. Right. It's the difference, uh, kind of like what Coach was saying, it's the difference between, like, a Marvel movie, which unfortunately will never win any awards versus like Logan Logan having such a deep story and having such an impact. And I mean, that's the one word I would want to focus on is impact 
the way it impacts your life, whether you have a kid or not, which I do. So there's a little bit more there for me, but whether or not you have a kid, the impact that their relationship has on your life and what it makes you think about, even if you don't have a kid, you have a father. And I mean, I want to say there's probably a good chance that a very large percentage of people probably had that father that for the longest time was like maybe really distant. And so having that be you and you're, you're controlling that father, you know, and it's like your kid is upset about, you know, he just killed his first deer and it's like, you want to console him, but then you stop yourself and you're like, ah, just hug him. Yeah. And it's like little itty bitty moments like that. So that when you do finally give him a hug and you do finally like show him the proper love, it's like if you didn't at least have your eyes well up, if not totally bawling, then you're a robot sent here from the future to destroy us all because that was real. Yeah, so. you may also be called Connor. Connor. Connor! <laughs> anyway, right, so, so best um, narrative, obviously, is God of War. Bold in God of War. Yeah, and can we? Just, can I just say beforehand, is the lore that it builds yes. for its future games as well is a, another big aspect. And I just yeah. want to kind of stop there because I, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, no, absolutely, yeah. But definitely, just the lore that it builds adds to the narrative. So yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And I mean, Spider Man does the same thing where it's like, here's a tease of what's to come. But what I think God of War does better is that it has its own story, self-contained. This very well could have been its very own um, story all by itself, and then it, funnily enough, pulls a Marvel where it has the after credit scene, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh. Well, that, yeah, the way I feel about it is like God of War over the games that have come out since the PS2 mm-hmm. have built like this cool, oh, yeah, you know, this, you know, we know Greek mythology, this is cool. With the, with God of War 2018, I feel like they just took that world and just went, <laughs> and like yep. just completely expand, like, and I, I think I know where you're going, where you're saying, I'm going to leave it there, but it like, just what they've done in one single game. Mm-hmm. It feels like it, it, this feels like way more than they've than they've done since the PS2 came out. Definitely, definitely. All right, so God of War, best narrative. Moving on up to the next category, which is best multiplayer slash shared world. So, I mean, the big differentiator here is that obviously we already had our competitive, and so that's for the esports and and stuff like this. This is most mostly multiplayer or shared world. So nominees are. Sea of Thieves, Destiny <coughs> Two, Monster Hunter World. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. <coughs> Monster Hunter World, Fallout seventy six, Vermintide Two, No Man's Sky, and Overcooked Two. So a lot of sequels. I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize that until just now. A lot of sequels, but okay. Best multiplayer slash shared world. Okay, thoughts, Nate. So, to, it, just to give a more clarification, instead of having multiple categories of what's like a share, this is the, just the best either couch co-op game or the right. best game that we can play just in a tire open world with other other people. Right. Um, right off the bat, I'll be 100% honest, Sea of Thieves I have not played because I haven't owned an Xbox in about two years. Yep. 
But I know that it's something that Xbox players have been very, were very excited about and Mm -hmm. something that they have definitely enjoyed from my understanding. So I definitely think it deserves to be on lists as well as ours. Um, I I really don't know. Honestly, this one's going to be a little bit difficult for me. Yeah. Um, It's, you know, what's, what's actually kind of really funny is it feels like, Overcooked 2 is just so out of place on this list. Looking at this list, <laughs> it's just like poor little baby. Like I almost want to give it to it just just so it can like shine above, shine and be with the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I'll say is I think that No Man's Sky is the textbook of shared world, especially now with okay. the next update. Oh, but right. it's it's kind of one of those things. Do you want to give it to it? It's it's something that you kind of want to yeah. kind of want to think about. I mean, about it a did technically release on the Xbox, so I mean, it is still technically in the talks. But yeah, whether or not we should award it, that's that's obviously a you, really what, big what do you question. Mean, the Xbox, huh? What do you mean the Xbox? Came out on the Xbox this year. All right, uh, uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Oh what? No, I was talking about more in the sense of like what next and. Xbox release came out at the same time, right? Yeah. So, okay, so yeah. You can lump when those it was together. coming out on the Xbox, it was coming out as No Man's Sky next. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I I would say that next definitely cemented it as a shared world game, whereas yes. I feel like it yes. tried to when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um. Not that I think Destiny Two is a bad game. I don't want to give it to it just because right? I feel like out of spite, just be like you know, take your. We're not necessarily out of spite. Shout it. <laughs> We're not necessarily out of spite. I just think that. I, it sucks ass. Oh, um, <laughs> if I was to pick, if I was to pick for this, I would probably say either No Man's Sky or Monster Hunter World, mm, because okay. I think Monster Hunter World, and I know this has been a thing since Monster Hunter games have come out, but I think Monster Hunter World, and I think everyone else will agree, put this world and these games in the mainstream with how well it's sold. And I just think that the type of game it is, is very cool. I think yeah. the fact that it is about guys getting together to go or guys and gals, what, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> everyone, it's about everyone getting together. I didn't want to get put in a hole. Everyone getting together. That's what she to, said. <laughs> yeah. Everyone getting together. <laughs> All right, Michael Scott. <laughs> Everyone getting together to go hunt this giant monster, but not just like getting a bunch of people together and going to hunt like a raid, having to plan it out, having to figure out its weaknesses, having to do all of these things to go on the successful hunt with your friends. I think that that's a very, very cool game to play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then No Man's Sky, you know, why I would consider it is the fact of you are sharing an entire universe with everyone. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, all right, coach. Um, me personally, again, I'm not a huge multiplayer guy, <laughs> but Monster Hunter World is one of those games where I thought about getting it because it seems to me, and I think No Man's Sky has a very similar narrative. You don't need other people to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, if I want to, I can go hunt a monster by myself and go and attack it by myself. And I might not be victorious, but at least I can give it a go. Um, 
And for No Man's Sky, whenever Next came out, it actually got all of us to go out and buy the stupid thing. Yeah, now, right. Does the twenty dollar price point help with that? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, but still, uh, if there was a best comeback game of the year, easily No Man's Sky. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much into mainstream it is now. Um, oh yeah, right. But. For me, my personal pick is going to be No Man's Sky. It's the one I've played the most. It's the one I've played with other people. Um, not just you guys, but other of my friends on PSN. Nice. Um, you know, so Destiny 2, I feel like, uh, you know, I don't hear any buzz about Destiny either. Uh, so for me, it was kind of down between Monster Hunter World and No Man's Sky. Uh, and for me, it's going to be No Man's Sky. Alrighty. Well, I mean, I, th- I feel like both of you chose No Man's Sky. So, I mean, I, I'm just going to talk out of my ass. I, d- I didn't choose. I, well, I, if we had to choose one, though, No Man's Sky is probably going to win it. Because, I mean, either, either way, both of you technically chose Monster Hunter and No Man's Sky. But he definitively chose it. Well, well I so guess you definitively chose. But I don't want to break the tie because I don't want either one of those to win. Well, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Say your piece. Because I think what? this I'm is... I'm saying a- my piece. Go ahead and say it. I'm saying it. So Destiny 2 um, comes from a very moral standpoint. It's all like morally. It's like I can't vote for this. I hate, absolutely hate all the people who whined and bitched and complained about destiny 2 vanilla and how it was just a step back from original destiny but then start singing its praises because it comes out with a dlc a year later like that's the problem like having that type of mentality is the problem is what's wrong with destiny now destiny 3 can come out it can be worse than destiny 2 vanilla and People will complain about it, but they'll still buy it. And I, for that specific reason, it's like, it can't win. It just can't. Sea of Thieves, I feel like I almost want to add that to our most disappointing because what I've heard of it is a lot of parallels to No Man's Sky and that Mm -hmm. it was this huge open world that, you know, you're supposed to go do stuff, but it fell so, so short. So that's a no. Um, Overcooked is definitely like something i wanted to throw on there because it's cutesy it's definitely multiplayer um it brings people back to the couch but now you also could play it online and little things that they added like even just the ability to throw (laughs) to throw like really added new um level creations and it was really cool um my choice is honestly is between vermintide 2 and fallout 76 so, hey, this is me, Nick, and I'm interjecting from the future. Um, I'm about to talk about Fallout 76, and this is my impressions of the game from the little time that I played it. And although I totally agree with all of it from a gameplay perspective, this was before the, you know, controversy after controversy. And I recently put out a video about how... You know, it's dead to me basically because of what they did with the canvas bag and the false advertisement and everything. So I just 
wanted to kind of interject and say that, you know, this was recorded before all that and also just recorded, you know, like a month ago. So don't think that I'm suddenly backpedaling on all my views. It, you know, I, I still believe in them. It's just, you know, a lot of stuff has happened since we recorded that episode. So just a little uh, explanation as, in case I confuse anybody who's a longtime watcher. Uh, Fallout 76, I feel like gets a lot of hate because, you know, people are having like bugs and stuff and I haven't personally had those problems. So it's like, I can't really speak on that. Um, but then Vermintide 2, I, I almost want to make that my nominee because it's this co-op game, this multiplayer game that you can play with your friends. It's like Left 4 Dead. But I feel like it does enough different from Left 4 Dead that it's now become its own thing. And its sequel doesn't just feel like another Left 4 Dead-esque game, but it feels like another Vermintide. It's now kind of made this name for itself. And I mean, one of the main things that I love about it is having the similar mechanics of a Left 4 Dead but now you have like loot and you have leveling up certain things, grinding, you know, playing a certain level over and over and over again. Like you would do that in Left 4 Dead because, you know, you were just having fun and maybe you're just you like the mindless zombie killing. But like Vermintide, it makes sense because it's like you have weekly challenges, which gives you stuff to craft with. And Vermintide 2 just makes a even better by adding in chaos and like chaos you have like demons and you have like zombie like creatures and so like it's just so good it's so good i like it um but the caveat there is that you know it doesn't come out until december 14th for us lowly little playstation people so i feel like i can't technically give it that because i haven't technically played it so Fallout 76 is my personal choice for best shared multiplayer. But since I am kind of the de facto um, tiebreaker, I'm going to have to give it to No Man's Sky because I feel like what Coach was talking about and about how this is like a really good comeback story, I feel like that is kind of part of what makes it my nomination is the fact that it's been fighting for over a year. And even though if you bought it on the Xbox One, you did technically pay for it, the PlayStation people got this brand new thing that makes it this absolutely new experience, and they got it for free. And I feel like they very well could have made it like Destiny, going to throw that out there. They could have made it like Destiny where it's the price of a whole new expansion. It could have been a whole nother $40. It could have been a whole new you know, 15, 20, whatever it may be, but them giving it away for free. And then also adding in, uh, you didn't mention this coach, but also adding in where you can have an underwater base. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. They, they just, uh, announced that not too long ago. So I'm not sure when that update is, but I mean, it's, you know, so if there was a best comeback game, definitely no man's sky, which I wish they would, have that category but i don't know how many (laughs) nominations you could actually have you know maybe it's one of those things where like a great uh uh let me think of the way i want to word this maybe a game that was the vgas actually have it as a best ongoing game maybe that's more what i'm thinking 
um, yeah, in yeah. terms of what a category of that caliber would look like. But definitely that would be – I don't, main reason I put it – and again, I don't play a ton of multiplayer games, but I feel that it's very uh, – that it matches the criteria for what a video game should be. Yeah, yeah. A so shared world, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my pick actually <laughs> – my pick was actually going to be Monster Hunter World just because I like the nature of, of what it does. I, I, like right. I said before, I like that. But that multiplayer experience isn't common, at least not to me. But I will say that as far as shared world and things you can do, No Man's Sky is literally a sandbox. Yeah. Go to a planet. Colonize a planet. If you want to, like you said, build an underwater base, build an underwater base. Right. Build a farm to farm creatures or but you know it's do whatever you want so you know I'm, and I'm, i think I'm, adding in new stuff like they are with the you know submarine kind of thing i think adding in stuff should be something we consider when we're talking about a shared world because adding that in isn't just like oh here's a new you know gun or here's a new alien type it's like this is a a whole new type of thing that they're adding in. So like that should definitely be taken into consideration as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh, was that it? No. Yeah, that was it. I'm, I'm oh, okay. With, sorry. I wasn't yeah, sure if my, I my pick interrupted was going, you. No, my pick was going to be monster Hunter world, but no man's sky. I think that is a good choice as well. All right. Best multiplayer slash shared world goes to no man's sky. Next. Next category is. All right, our next category is going to be best new or general mechanic. Cool. Our nominees are Kratos's axe from God of War, mm-hmm. Spider-Man swinging from Spider-Man, uh, Wait, Assassin's, what? Assassin's Creed Odyssey's Spartan kick, Red Dead Redemption Two. I originally said as a whole, but to be more specific, it's simulation aspect and Far Cry 5's organic discovery mechanic. All right, should we even have a discussion? <laughs> yeah, I, I think this one actually could be a good. I think I think this one is actually uh, this one's a very compelling discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't really know where I would go with this one, honestly. I don't either. I I don't either. Well, I'll start it off. Um, I th- I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's gonna be somewhere between Kratos' axe, Spider Man swinging, and the simulation of Red Dead Redemption. That's those three are the ones that make it the hardest because like a Spartan kick, it's like, oh, it's literally just a kick and organic discovery. While it was very cool, Breath of the Wild already did something similar, but they definitely did it differently. And so you Mm. have to give it that. But the top three, definitely Kratos axe, Spider-Man swinging and Red Dead Redemption simulations. Red Dead Redemption as a simulation as like, okay, you have to cut your hair. You have to bathe. You have to clean your gun. You all that as far as like the simulation of life almost. Cause even like the way you have to treat your camping buddies. And if you stay away for too long, somebody will come and find you and be like, Hey, we haven't seen you. Well, can you come back to camp? You know, things like that is definitely very, very great. Um, but no, sorry, go ahead. And just no matter what you do, the game reacts to you. The fact right? that you can 
turn off the HUD completely and you're just playing the game and the game adapts to that and has the NPCs tell you where to go so you can discover things like in Far Cry 5. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then what what I was going to say is, but uh, the simulation as far as... As, as far as a mechanic, I feel like um, if that's what you're going for, it can be very compelling. But if that's not necessarily the type of game that you like or that's not necessarily like what you enjoy, like it, I guess a good example is if you don't like survival games, for instance. Like if you don't like a survival game, then doing something like No Man's Sky you would not like it at all because of how survival it is. And then same thing for like Red Dead Redemption. It's like, you have to worry about like bathing yourself. It's like, I just want to play the game. Little things. Now, granted, I don't feel like they happen enough for it to really become a nuisance. But if you just happen where everything stacks on top of each other, where, Oh, I need to bathe. Oh, I need to clean. Oh, I need to. And they just happen to happen right next to each other. It can be like, kind of frustrating so for me personally that eliminates it and goes up to kratos's axe and spider-man swinging because those are the most entertaining and crucial to the actual game itself whereas the simulation of red dead redemption is really just a simulation it's not necessarily a mechanic quote-unquote at least that's my my reasoning behind it. Whereas Kratos' axe, you use those for, for, you know, puzzles and you use it for combat and Spider-Man swinging is probably the funnest thing you will do all, all year round. I mean, somebody else talk. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I was kind of thinking the same thing as you as far as you know, how much do you appreciate the fact that you have to let your hair grow out before you can change your appearance, you know, for Red Dead? Right. You know, and granted, I don't know exactly how long you'd have to wait, but that's kind of like one of those things where would we not already be past that point, you know? uh, You would think, you would honestly think. You know, so, uh, so I can see how that, like you said, that if you're not into that, Red Dead Redemption might not be your game. You know, that's kind of like one of those things where, like, Greg Miller's like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah right. You know what I mean? And, and it's mainly for that reason. Uh, uh, and so, as far as organic mechanics and, and <laughs> how it goes, it's going to be down to Kratos' axe and Spider-Man swinging. Uh, the biggest thing with Kratos' axe is I feel like I've never done it before. That's a good point, yeah. You know, the fact of, it's not a boomerang effect. Like, I've had boomerang effects in games before. But anytime I can throw it, walk into the next five areas, and (laughs) still call it to me, whenever I need it, uh, it's just insane. So, for me, it's Kratos' axe, because I've had Spider-Man swinging before. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring up a really good point that reminds me of a story of God of War um, in the name, the main like hub area where you're like going around on the boat. Um, I threw my ax somewhere and then totally forgot it. I went on the boat and went to a completely different Island was, which was on the other side. And then I realized, Oh, I need my ax for something. It was a puzzle or something like that. So I pressed triangle and then it was like, well, where is it? What the heck? And so like probably a, seriously, like, 
four or five seconds later, it finally gets back to you. And I'm like, oh my god, I left it at the other island. And it took, it didn't just teleport to me. It literally took that long to get to me. And, like, that moment was like, oh my god, like, it's an actual object in the world rather than, you know, it's just, like, a mechanic. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's not just a mechanic. It's an actual object. You know, there are certain times we'll clip through things because, you know, it needs to. But in that particular instance, it was an object. It didn't just, you know, materialize out of nowhere. It, it followed certain rules of physics. And so that was, like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, and that's kind of where I'm going with it is, yeah. uh, you know, again, I've done the Spider-Man swinging before, one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you think about the Batman Arkham games, that had a similar traversal feel to it. Uh, if you think about, uh, you know, something like, let me think. And then, you know, obviously the Spider-Man 2 game on PS2. Uh, and how that system was implemented. I feel like I've done it before. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't been done since for whatever reason. But uh, definitely it's something to consider the fact of I've already done this before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I the only uh, extra point it would have towards it is the how fresh it feels even though it's familiar but it still feels new because it adds in like being able to zip towards something and then you press X to like launch off. I think it's the, it's the fun nature of it that makes it so, so, so hard because while Spider-Man swinging is so um, fun and like I can get distracted by just swinging around Kratos's ax, as far as like an actual mechanic is really, just interesting and something new so it's like new versus something so unbelievably fun that's where my mind is stuck right now right so nate nate we need we need we need help so because we on it real fast real quick um the reason i I nominated uh, the spartan kick on here just because uh what i really like is that I feel like I feel like I wanted to be on a fly. I want to be a fly on the wall in the Ubisoft office for someone to be like, "Where are we going with this game?" Okay, we're going to be in ancient Greece. We should totally do a three hundred. This is Sparta kick and make that a mechanic in the game. And them going, "I like that idea. Let's do that." <laughs> and just the fact that they really double down on, "Hey, you're in ancient Greece. You're a Spartan." This is Sparta, kick you off a cliff. And that has led to a lot of really cool moments that people have had where you're fighting, you're you're maybe you're losing health, you're on a cliff. Literally just kick the dude and it just it does so much damage. I so think it's really, really cool. Here's my here's my argument though. Is it a mechanic or is it a move that you unlock sometime during your play session? The latter. <laughs> But I wanted to give it a shout out. I don't. I, I, I'm, it's not in my. Running. I don't have to fucking impress you. <laughs> it's not in my running. Um, yeah, I, I do agree with what you guys are saying. I think the Red Dead Redemption simulation is definitely something that is going is a monument going forward in gaming. Yeah, and something that I think will become the norm. Maybe not to the extent of Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two, but just in the sense of people see, oh, you can do that in games. Hmm, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. 
So I think it's I think over everything that's on here, it's important. Its importance is astronomical. But right. in a concentrated, I you know I, I get what you guys are saying. I'm in the same boat now. Have any, have either of you guys played the Amazing Spider-Man games? The ones that came out on 360 or PS4. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I played mean, the first one so, and I didn't so play the me, second one. Let me ask you: Did you like the swinging in that game better, or the swinging in Spider-Man PS4? Um, oh, it's PS4. honestly so unmemorable that I don't even remember it. So, well, the only thing I remember about it is the fact that you the triggers were your different hands. So oh, to swing, I don't remember left, that at all. Left trigger to swing right, right trigger. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but that got more of a nuisance than did it. Anything. Yeah. yeah, for me, because it's like. We're so at least maybe it's just that that I'm used to this type of mechanic, but the steer is the left stick. You know, that's kind of uh, like if I'm saying in a driving game, in order to steer left, I have to hit L one or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like uh, I don't know. I, I I see what you mean. Honestly, I didn't even remember that about the Amazing Spider-Man games. Like, I don't remember a single Spider-Man doing game doing that. So the fact that I don't remember it kind of tells you something about it because i mean it is it is just how fun it is and it's also the feeling of momentum that you get from like that is something that is unmatched i'd say in any game and i mean obviously you could say that they took their lessons from what's the xbox game What's the Xbox game that they did? Sunset Overdrive. Sunset. They took their lessons from Sunset Overdrive and the mobility of it, and they really made it a part of Spider-Man. But they didn't just like, oh, he needs to jump off of this because it's something you jump off of. No, they made it feel a part of him, you know. But that's the problem because Kratos's axe feels a part of him too. Ah! And, and and that's the thing too is <laughs> is how dynamic the swing is actually because I remember when I first started playing, I wasn't getting any momentum while I was swinging. I felt like I was doing it wrong, and I'm like, you "What were. am I doing wrong?" <laughs> and it was because I would basically hit the swing, I press the trigger to swing, I let go, and I immediately start start again. And I was like, wait, let me try something else. And so I would swing. Yep. And then at the very end of my swing, let go, press it again. And then that just felt leaps and bounds better. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, but also at the same time, for me to feel like fucking Thor from Avengers <laughs> every single time. And like you, like, like you were saying, coach, not just a boomerang effect. The fact that it felt like I was actually throwing it and then it felt like, like when I pressed for it to come back, it thunked and hit my hand. Yeah, that's what it felt like every single time. Yeah, and and the thing for me, like when I first had my first playthrough, you know, throwing it at somebody, turning around, beating the shit out of them with my hands. Yeah, with then, your hands. Yeah, you know, ricocheting it. You know, when when you called it back, if I lined it up just right, I could hit three or four whatever yep. those things are at the same time. You know, and and then not only that, I could it could be away from me. I could hold L1 and R1 and do the spinning swing attack while it came to me. And it was just, it also, it also kind of in that moment, it makes you feel like a halo commercial cutscene 
to where like yeah, if I set okay. an example, let's say like, you know, I'm running towards an elite or something. I'm firing with my assault rifle. This is like a cutscene, something that's pre-rendered. Firing with my assault rifle, runs out of ammo, I throw it to the ground, I go to jump up and leap with an energy sword or with a pistol and start shooting. That's what the axe feels like, like you just said. I'm chopping him up, I throw it at a guy, it gets stuck in him, he freezes, I go to my left and I just start beating the shit out of guys with my shield or with my fists or with, spoiler alert, Blades of Chaos. Um, <laughs> yeah, but- and so I think that is another thing to bring up is the fact that they add in the Blades of Chaos and, and they it feels phenomenal. Yes, it, it feels, feels phenomenal. It feels like it belongs in the game. Um, one thing I was actually worried about when I first got them is like, okay, this is great, but I'm used to playing or I'm used to pressing square and triangle. How is this going to work? And I'm like, oh, never mind. It works fine. <laughs> yeah. Like the only problem I ran into was probably the long range. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that I think I didn't like between the Blades of Chaos and the Axe was the the um, long range. But towards the end of the game, I actually got to where I was using it the way I should. Like I had guys close to me, Blades of Chaos, swoosh, swoosh, get them around. Guy at the far distance, switch the axe, throw it. Well, I'm talking myself into holy. I gotta pick Kratos' axe. I yeah. think what you can do with it is just so phenomenal. And just the different creative ways you can play around with that mechanic, I think, deserves a win. Spider-Man swinging, some of the best. At the same time, though, maybe if it was, maybe if we had it as a navigation, like best navigation in best the game, traversal. I think Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man could win. But yeah, yeah Kratos' axe, I think it's got to win. It's got to win. I'd, I'd still uh, pick Kratos on the boat with Mimir. You know, that's just me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess best new mechanic, Kratos's axe. Come back tomorrow to find out who TX3 awards game of the year, as well as the most disappointing. <laughs> <laughs>